What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me here for this Tuesday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're a sports ethos presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Orico. You can find me on Twitter at JoeOrico99 and also at EthosFantasyBB. We're still pumping out daily content over there at EthosFantasyBB, podcasts, articles, different news and notes, polls, all kinds of baseball content for you guys to be checking out here as we enter into the stretch run. Just a couple days away from September now, but all of our content is still being pumped out there. Uh, so make sure you guys are checking it out. If you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, then please go to sportsethos.com. Uh, we'll have a ton of off-season content as well, articles and podcasts. They will continue uh, throughout the winter months. So make sure you guys are checking out all the great work over there. Now, it's Tuesday. You guys know the drill at this point. We are doing mailbag shows on Tuesday. We've been doing them for the last, I don't know, six weeks or so. Every Tuesday, we've kind of gotten into a nice routine. Uh, we've got about 10 questions from you guys today that we're going to get through uh, I think I think there was about 10. Uh, there was a couple more, but some of them are like very specific, you know, which keepers should I keep in my league uh, from a list of players, which is very individualized. I try and pick out some of the questions that I think can and will apply to the majority of people, maybe not a majority of people, but more people than if it was a question of, you know, in my 24-team dynasty OBP salary cap, should I, you know, like there's those kind of questions don't really apply to a lot of people. If it's, should I drop this player in a 12-team league? then, you know, that generally does apply to a lot of people. I do want to say off the top before we get to the questions, though, what the hell are the Angels doing? I, I am so lost as to what this team has done. So this has just come out about within the last hour. The Angels have placed Lucas Giolito, Matt Moore, Ronaldo Lopez, Hunter Renfro, and Randall Grichuk on waivers. They're all going to be gone. This appears to be a move that is going to save a few bucks. It's a salary dump. There's nothing that they're playing for at this point, right? With Otani not pitching Trout back on the IL, I don't know what they're playing for. Now, this move, I don't know how much it's really going to matter for fantasy. Yes, Giolito will be, you know, still be somebody that you can roster. It doesn't really matter where he's going to go. Um, Moore and Lopez, no. Renfro and Gritchuk, it really depends on their destination. But the big fantasy takeaway here is that this makes me believe that we're probably not going to see that much more Shohei, at least not full-blown Shohei till the end of the season. I know I've talked about this a few different times, Shohei's outlook. We talked about it yesterday. I was more bullish on him continuing to play before I saw this. I figured the Angels would just continue to run him out there. This leads me to believe that they are actually going to start to sit him a little bit down the stretch. We'll have to see, but it really makes no sense at this point. From his point of view, to risk further injury from their point of view, I guess the Angels at this point really don't care. Uh, but I, I, I don't really care so much about this actual move from a fantasy point of view. From a real-life baseball point of view, it's wild to release all these players, to you know, go for it less than a month ago and now throw in the towel and just, I, I don't know. They had to know this was going to be bad publicity, but this is just a PR nightmare, I think, for the Angels. I don't know why anybody would ever go to this organization to sign there, Shohei Otani included. He's the only one that really, I think, is going to be impacted by this, as weird as it sounds, because he's not the one that's involved in this. I think that they're going to sit him more down the stretch than they would have, uh, especially now with this full uh, you know, white flag of surrender kind of move that they made today. So that was what's, uh, just a point I wanted to get off the top there. But I do want to get to your questions. Let's start off with one, like I said before, that could apply to a lot of people and probably does apply to a lot of people. Probably a dumb question. Not a dumb question at all, by the way. Am I okay to drop Wander Franco in a redraft league? Yes, I, I think you are okay to drop Wander. He's down to 69% rostered in Yahoo. He was a universally rostered player. 
That's generally how it works on Yahoo with the top players. They don't get to 100. For, I think for football, they do show like 100% rostered. For baseball, you never do see 100%. It's always 99, 98. Franco's been dropped by 30% of teams at this point. He was placed on administrative leave last week under a domestic abuse, uh, sexual assault, child abuse policy uh, that the league has. Now, he has not played in, what is it, three weeks or so? And I don't see him coming back and playing this season. I, I don't see that. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the way that this has played out, uh, the way that we have not gotten any positive news, you know, all these allegations are seeming to be false. Uh, it seems like the story may have been whatever, where they're looking into the veracity of the claims. We, I haven't seen anything like that. It's been more of, you know, we haven't seen anything really in the last while, but there was an, a report that there was a second uh, potential victim involved, and it's just we've gotten just bad news, a steady stream of bad news about Wander. It's actually been kind of radio silence for about a week now. Can't expect anything good to happen over these next couple of weeks with Wander. I think if you're burning a roster spot on him, you're really hurting yourself. Now, in some leagues, in some leagues, you have those NA spots, you know, minor league NA spots. He is a- uh, eligible for that in some cases. <clears throat> Excuse me, he's not an active player. If you're on Yahoo, you can't put him in that slot. It doesn't technically hurt your roster. There's not really that many huge pickups that you're going to be making down the stretch, like stashes. There's still some guys you could be stashing, I guess. But even then, even if you do have that spot, I don't think it really makes that much sense because I just don't really expect to see him again this season. And even maybe ever again. Like We've we've had that conversation here on the show. I've talked about it on Twitter. He may never play again, and I really don't expect him to come back over this last month of the season. It would very much surprise me. I think in 99% of cases, you are okay to drop Wander Franco. If you are the first-place team in your league, if you have those NA spots... Maybe it doesn't hurt, right? Maybe we do hear in a couple weeks that these allegations were all bullshit, that there was you know, a big scheme to whatever, to, to slander Wander, to get money. I don't know. We still don't know all the facts. That's definitely still a possibility. It doesn't look like we're going down that road. It is a possibility. If you're way out in front of the competition, if you have the space, if you've sealed up your playoff spot, whatever, I guess it doesn't hurt. But I think in most cases, people are not in that kind of spot where they're way out ahead in first, they have free space, they can afford to stash a guy like Wander. I think the safe vacuum answer is yes. You can you can drop Wander Franco uh, in your redraft formats. I do not have a problem there. Uh, what are we doing with Bailey Ober after being demoted? He's over his previous career high in innings, and he's been struggling. feel like it's a safe drop. Or maybe he's back in a couple of weeks. It doesn't matter at this point. Bailey Ober is not pitching in the majors right now. you got to drop him. He's had a c- tough couple of starts. I mean, it wasn't even consecutively, really. There was a bad one against uh, Kansas City at the end of July. There's a couple of just kind of mediocre outings throughout August, and then he got really blown up by Texas. I do think it is a little bit extreme to send him down, and if he was still pitching in the bigs, I would definitely still be wanting to roster him. But he's in the minor leagues at this point. It doesn't matter if he's back up next week or two weeks from now. As of right now, you have to drop him, and that's what we're seeing on Yahoo right now. He was 73% rostered earlier today, down to 50. Or excuse me, last night, I guess it was 73% last night before he was, you know, before we knew he was going to be demoted. Now we've seen, uh, you know, close to 25% of leagues actually cut bait. We'll just see more and more. I do not see the point of holding Bailey Ober through the fantasy playoffs. He had been on a bit of a downturn over the last month. It was a 563 ERA, pretty heavily influenced by that uh, Rangers start, which did not go well for him. But even then, not a lot of strikeouts, not a hell of a lot of win upside, only six Ws in 122 innings this year. 
he's been good. He's been serviceable, but you can't be rostering minor league players at this point. Somebody who just got sent down. If you want to roster, you know, a prospect you think might get called up, that's a different story. But somebody who just got sent down, like Ober, where you're not really sure if there is a path for him to come up in the next couple of weeks, I'm really not sure uh, it makes sense to be holding on to him in any kind of format right now. Do I hold Estuary Ruiz for playoffs for stolen bases? I think that it's definitely viable if you need the steals. <clears throat> now, he doesn't do a hell of a lot else for you. <clears throat> you know, he's not somebody who bats at the top of the order. He's kind of in and out of the lineup recently. When he's there, he can, like, he can steal four or five bases in a game. He has that kind of speed potential, and I guess it, it really does depend. Like, you're talking playoffs, or we're talking head-to-head here. I don't think – maybe it's a roto playoffs. I don't think – Many people do. I've seen all kinds of weird experimental formats. Uh, maybe it is. I'm, ex- I'm assuming it's a head-to-head playoff format here. Is he going to be able to steal you a few bases during the week and maybe push you over that hump? Yes. <clears throat> but he's also probably going to hurt you in the other categories. At the bottom of Oakland's lineup, the opportunities for runs and RBIs are pretty much non-existent. He's hit two home runs this year. You're not going to see him contribute in the other categories. If your team is completely sound, if you have a lot of batting average, you have a lot of counting stats, and you're just shy on steals... I could definitely see the argument to slot him in there in a daily changes kind of format. When he is playing, he can get those steals for you. He has five steals over the last two weeks, and that's only in 23 at-bats. You know, he is very capable of winning you uh, that category in steals. Other than that, there's really not that much. So if you are in a situation where your team is very balanced and steals are the only thing that you are missing out on, I wouldn't mind... Uh, using S. Jerry Ruiz there, but I don't think he's a must-roster player at this point. 61% on Yahoo. You could argue it could be a little bit lower because he just really doesn't provide anything but steals. But if you just need steals, then I think it's viable if you have the right kind of lineup. Next question we got here is from Matt. He's asking, is Darius Vines an add-in 12-teamers? A lot of you probably have not heard of Darius Vines. i got to be honest, I didn't really... I'd heard the name before, but I wasn't really that familiar he was recalled yesterday uh, by the Braves to the big league roster. He is a pitcher, and over his last uh, 28 innings, pretty good. 286 ERA, uh, 25 strikeouts, 11 walks. Now, he's going to be available out of the bullpen. This is what I've heard, that he is going to be used out of the pen. This is what we're seeing uh, from Rotowire on Yahoo. Now, if he's not needed in the next two days, he could start Wednesday in Colorado. That's what the report was yesterday. I haven't seen that he's going to start yesterday, but even if he is, making your major league debut at Coors Field is not a situation where I'd be very interested. Definitely not somebody I would be looking at in 12-teamers. In deep leagues, like 15-teamers, I could see that, but I'd, I'm not interested in a, in a format as shallow as a 12. I just don't think there's enough upside there, especially for a Coors Field start. I, I really don't. Uh, drop Yiner Diaz for William Contreras or hold. Only two moves left this week. Yaner Diaz is, is unbelievable. He has just been such a great asset this season. I unfortunately do not have him anywhere, but he's been crazy. Like He's batting 326 over the last month with six home runs. He's playing every single day in that Astros lineup. You get catcher and first base eligibility. Amazing lineup. On the other side, Contreras has been very good, but I can't, I can't recommend dropping Diaz, even though Contreras has been very strong as of late. Diaz is in a better lineup, even though he bats farther down. 
I just think that there's a lot more upside to be had with Diaz. So he is the guy I'm sticking with there. I've had a couple questions about, you know, combinations of catchers, Diaz, Garver, Contreras, a lot of those kind of groupings. Diaz is still the guy that I'm taking specifically because you get more at-bats out of him. And the multi-position thing is really huge for me as well. Uh, would you drop Andrew Abbott for either Kyle Harrison or Brian Wu? Seems like he's kind of running out of gas. I, I don't have a problem with that. Abbott is kind of been looking like he's slowing down a little bit. He was a savior for a couple of my teams, and then these last couple of starts have not looked great. Four innings, three and a third, respectively. Still keeping good strikeout numbers. He's got 99 of them in 88 innings, but if you look at the last month, 27 innings pitched, he has a 667 ERA <clears throat> and a 181 whip. It's really not great. He's not somebody that I'm like calling a must-hold. Unless you're talking 15-teamers, 15 15-teamers 15 are a different ball game. There, I would still be holding on. But in a shallower format, I'd be, I'd be okay to drop him for Brian Wu. Brian Wu has come back off the IL. He's looked really good in his 10 innings. I think he's allowed one run, maybe two runs. And if you look at the course of the whole season, he has been really strong. You know, even, his whole season is a 415 ERA, 117 whip. He's been really impressive. I'm going to be very invested in Wu for next year. Coming off the IL, doing what he's done. Uh, granted, against a couple of poor teams, but he's gotten it done when he wasn't really getting it done before. The few starts before he got hurt. Uh, excuse me, before he got hurt. So he is somebody that I would take a chance on. Uh, Kyle Harrison, also really a viable option there. I think that now is probably, I mean, it's not really a sell opportunity in redraft league. Um, but if you can, I mean, some leagues don't have trade deadlines. I think that that's about as good of an outing as you're going to see from him this year. Six and a thirds yesterday, 11 strikeouts, shutout ball. Did very well for me in DFS. I used him in the DFS lineup. Helped me win 150 bucks yesterday in DFS. I had a very good day. Uh, for me, I don't know if that's considered a good day in general for most people, but it was a very good day for me, a $150 win. I don't know if he is going to be giving you those kind of innings consistently. He had not gone past five innings very often this year, and I think it was like June the last time he did. So this was kind of a lucky start where he kept his pitch count down and he was able to go deep. He is an elite talent. Like Kyle Harrison is going to be a very, very good starting pitcher in this league, but I don't know if this last stretch of the season is really when we're going to see it. Mason Miller, if you guys listened to the show earlier in the year, I had such a man crush on Mason Miller. I loved what he was doing. He looked really good. Now, he's going to make a AAA appearance in Las Vegas. This is actually today. This is tonight. He will make this appearance. Now, I don't see there being enough upside for wins for Mason Miller to be somebody that you add in a lot of cases. He might be a decent points league player where you don't really have to worry so much about the win specifically if he's able to even go four innings with eight, nine strikeouts, which is definitely in the cards for Mason Miller. Then there's still value in that, and even in any format, really. But in those win-slash-quality start leagues, he's not going to be going very deep for a team that's not going to win very many games. So I don't know that he is somebody that I'm adding outside of deeper formats right now. I love Mason Miller. Love Mason Miller. We had a show earlier in the year where Nick Pollock was here. And we were reacting live to his debut. Nick was just going crazy. And every, when Nick reacts like that to a pitcher, you take notice. Nick really knows his stuff. Obviously, Nick from PitcherList.com, if you guys are not familiar, you should be. Um, Mason Miller was getting us very excited. And that was his debut. We saw some really great outings from him. He only threw 21 in the third innings, which we couldn't really expect, like a huge workload from him. Definitely didn't get as much from him as we would have wanted. Uh, but he'll be more of a next-year kind of play for me. This season is a lost year for the A's. There's no win potential. I don't know how deep Miller's going to go. So I am okay cutting bait on him. But that's going to do it. Those are the questions that I got today that I feel like apply to a, a pretty wide group of people. The Franco stuff, the Miller stuff, 
um, the Diaz stuff. I feel like a lot of people are going to be looking for those kind of questions. So I appreciate you guys sending them in there. We're going to keep doing that till the end of the season. So make sure you guys are getting involved there. I usually tweet it out mid, uh, early to, to mid-afternoon kind of range, Eastern time. If you guys do want to participate, you guys can still reach out with your questions, reply to my posts or whatever, or get in the DMs at Joe Orico 99 at Ethos Fantasy BB as well, and then SportsEthos.com where we post all of our content right from the source. A lot of great content over there across all four major sports and beyond, uh, so make sure you guys are checking that out. But that'll do it for me. Uh, like I said, check me out over on Twitter. Reach out over there. Let me know if you have any questions. And, hey, we're winding down the season. I'd really appreciate you guys letting us know what you think of the show in the review slash rating section, uh, whatever it looks like on your app of choice. Stitcher is no more. If you guys listen to podcasts on Stitcher, it actually, I think today was the last day, so RIP to Stitcher. But anywhere else you're listening, Apple, Google, Spotify, anywhere else, uh, a five-star review would go a long way. But that'll do it for me. I'll wrap it up there, guys. We'll see you again tomorrow. But until then, take care. Have a great night. And cheers.